for a long, long time, I was all about control when it came to riding. And it was how I used to think about riding. It was how I would teach riding. It was control. And then one day I kind of figured something out, something really important. You can't control your horse. (laughs) And once I got clear on that, it changed everything for the better for me, my horses and my riders as well. And I want to tell you all about it today. Okay, let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Orna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I love helping riders all over the world to have better conversations with their horses, and especially riders who don't have access to a full-time trainer or coach. So if that's you, well, let's go. Okay, so I said how I kind of had this epiphany one day all about um, control and trying to control my horse and all that fun stuff. And it wasn't that suddenly like the, it was it was one way and then like it's suddenly the other. It wasn't like a night and day moment. It was more that I began to speak about it differently. Now, for a long time, obviously, clearly, like clearly I understood the whole like not being able to totally control the huge animal that we're working with and that we're so blessed to kind of really and truly is willing to follow our 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 suggestions if you want okay I knew that but when I I really like stopped using the word control in my riding and in how I was training it made such a difference because I think that as so long as we feel that we can control and you know what what we say our, our language is very important how we say it the words we use all that fun stuff okay it shapes our beliefs it shapes what we're doing it shapes our actions our feelings all that okay so once we can shift that and we can start thinking about influence it actually leaves us in this much better place now i say a better place because when you're trying to control everything i don't know if you've ever done this but it is exhausting like it's physically exhausting it really and truly it is it's like you're literally holding the horse up and you're holding it together (laughs) and it it's just it's not sustainable you know, you finish rides and the backs of your shoulders, like all there across the top of your back is just aching. And maybe your legs are aching from getting this horse to go forward all the time or whatever the case is. And when we stop doing that, when we start to give some of the responsibility across to our horse, well, it makes things more enjoyable. But it also mentally makes it more enjoyable because when you are trying to think of everything, inevitably you are going to miss a lot of things okay and this is where I find many riders get stuck they like hit a plateau in their riding and it's because they literally are just not able to give up control they are absolutely convinced that the only way they can ride the horse and the only way that they can successfully ride the horse and successfully develop and train the horse is by controlling everything and it's just it's 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 tiring just watching them okay so if you have been in that boat if you're not in your head now and saying oh yeah whoopsie I done that okay brilliant because this is how you're going to stop doing it okay this is how you are going to stop trying to control your horse okay and I really and truly think that when you do this this is where you can actually really begin to make such a difference in your horse's training and development but also in your skills and your 
I don't know, just general being better and being able to show up as a better version of yourself in the saddle, okay? So why can you not control your horse? Well, I think that's fairly obvious, eh? They've got a mind of their own, don't they? And they outweigh us by, oh, a fair amount, eh? But seriously, if we want to think about, like, trying to control our horse and controlling our horse, we need to understand that we have to rather ask our horse to do whatever it is that we want them to do. And then our horse must understand what we're asking him to do, and then our horse must actually want to do the thing, okay? Like... They are the the prerequisites here to riding a horse. So you need to be able to ask. Your horse must be able to understand. And then your horse must actually want to do it. And if any of those three elements are missing, well, you've got a problem. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get very far with your horse. So it's really important to understand that. They seem so simple, but they are absolutely foundational and fundamental and we need to have those three things in place okay um in order to actually make progress now i am working on the assumption here and recording this under the assumption that you are a very caring compassionate and conscientious rider okay you're not going to use whips and ropes and pulleys and whatever else to force your horse into doing something that's not asking, that's forcing. They are two very different things, okay? Now, I'm all about encouraging, and sometimes we have to be a little bit more persuasive in our encouragement, but I'm not into beating horses and whipping horses, and I'm hoping you're not as well. So, so that all being said, okay, we don't want the horse to do things basically against their will, okay? So that all being said, um, it's really important to understand that your horse has a mind of his own, that you cannot control his mind. You cannot, but you can positively influence it. And that's where we're going to start. So if we take the word control and if we begin looking at control you know what can we really control well we can control ourselves you know this is so difficult you think how difficult it is for you to control yourself and then it makes the whole idea that you're going to control your horse just absolutely laughable like i bet you you cannot control the thoughts in your head ongoing thoughts for like more than a couple of minutes you'll get these other thoughts just randomly jumping in these on repeat thoughts that just I don't know they just pop up and most of them are absolute nonsense and they just like they're there all the time so we can't even or well we can but it's it's difficult to control our own minds okay and then and then we can talk about our body in the saddle as well hey we can talk till the cows come home about controlling ourselves in the saddle. And again, you will probably recognize that this is a challenge, okay? There are things that you can put onto autopilot and the, the, the constant challenge and the kind of the evolution of being a rider is that you're all the time having to upgrade the things that are on autopilot so as they are still serving and suiting and kind of really working with this next version of you in the saddle. That is a challenge, okay? It's like the thoughts in our head. A lot of them are just on autopilot. They just climb in and they're rubbish, okay? And very often what we're doing in the saddle is the same. So if we can really and truly, first of all, get on board with the fact that horse riding is a mind game, 
like it is all about what you're thinking okay what you're telling yourself what you're believing what you're choosing to believe okay when you kind of really and truly identify that and then you're able to identify the thoughts that maybe well they wouldn't be the world's greatest thoughts to be thinking in that situation and being able to actively kind of point them out and say hold on there now you're not welcome here go away and replacing that with something else that is really and truly a skill and that's how you can improve yourself and therefore have more influence over your horse now I really and truly think that the best way to do this is to have a writing journal and have it somewhere close at hand that as soon as you get off you can write down these things like really and truly like get into all the nitty gritty like jeekers tonight I was actually thinking at one point buddy buddy but whatever it is you were thinking and you know have a laugh about it a few months time ago wow wasn't that a random thought but really and truly it's important to kind of get into the nitty gritty of this and again having the writing journal what I'll do is in the episode um, the show notes for this I will which you'll find over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episodes one two six one I will put a link to previous episodes where I've kind of tell you how to step by step do that now we also mentioned so that's the mind part but we mentioned the physical part the body okay so definitely taking up something that is going to complement your work in the saddle is brilliant and I think all riders like actually should do this I had a big challenge a couple of years ago there was quite a few children I say children teenagers were coming for lessons and they were saying that horse riding was their school sport and yet they only wanted to ride once a week and I was like well if it's your sport I'm afraid you're going to have to do a little bit more than that 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 ain't gonna cut it (laughs) Okay, you know, people got upset with that. But I think that it's really important to understand that if you seriously want to develop yourself as a rider, even if you're just riding once a week, so maybe you're going for weekly lessons or maybe you just right now with your schedule are only getting out once a week, then it's even more important to do some sort of cross training to incorporate it. So it could be hiking, cycling, swimming, I don't know, strength training, yoga, Pilates, whatever floats your boat, okay? I do recommend that it should be fun, okay? I'm all about the fun, okay? But it is important to understand that to develop your skills as a rider, you have to work on developing yourself, okay? You have to, and that's both mental and physical. Okay, the next thing to do is to focus on where you're actually putting your attention, Okay, so instead of each ride being about how well you can control your horse, how about flipping that a little bit? How about changing the focus a little bit? Okay, think about how well you could set your horse up for success. I think that's a really big thing. And I think that if you could start every single ride saying to yourself, I wonder if this is going to help set him up for success, if this is going to be more beneficial for him. That can change everything, okay? It changes what you're doing and it changes how you plan things and it also then changes how well you communicate things, okay? And by doing so, you get more feedback from your horse about how well he understands and also how willing he is to do the thing, (laughs) 
Okay. Very important. He, it's a team sport, eh? You have to have all members of the team on board, working together, okay? Might not be sunshine and roses all the time, but they have to at least be willing, okay, to, to, to show up and do the work with you. So that's really important. But seriously, when you work on setting things up rather than controlling everything, you're actually giving your horse the opportunity to really begin being a partner, Okay. Like, not a robot. Now he's a partner. Now he is a team member. And that creates interest and curiosity. And we know that by nature, our horses are very curious beings. They want to find out all the things. They're like, oh, really? What's that? Okay. And they enjoy it. So that is a great way that you could use today to really and truly start to do this. Now, I do think that when you have a horse who can think for himself, first of all, that is amazing because, hey, you're not going to get it right all the time, okay? Hate to break it to you, but you're not. There's going to be times when you get things horribly wrong. And in those times when you have a partner, a team member, your horse, who's able to say, whoa, okay, hold on there now. Whoa, I'll, I'll, let me just quickly get us out of this. That is lovely. That is teamwork. That's partnership. That is trust, okay? That is you and your horse truly working together as one. And I think really and truly that is a skill that is worth allowing your horse the time and the space to develop, okay? Now, you're going to allow him space because you're going to allow him to make mistakes, loads of them, okay? Like really and truly, we are going to actively go out and encourage mistakes. We're going to say, come on, bring them on. Let's just start looking for all these opportunities where I'm going to set you up to the best of my ability to do something. And then I'm going to allow you to make a mistake because that is how we are going to learn together. Okay. And, and they're these great opportunities, make the most of them. Okay. So I think that when we understand that instead of dreading the, the, the mistake, <laughs> how many riders say, and that's control. Eh? That's why we control. It's like, oh no, he's going to make a mistake if I don't control everything. So don't just be like, oh, look, he's going to make a mistake. Yes, there's an opportunity for learning. There we go. Got another one. Brilliant. Okay. That can shift everything. And that is one of your responsibilities. When you are showing up as a trainer for your horse, you have to allow him room to make mistakes. And what's really important is that you allow it, you notice it, and then you simply correct it and move on. Okay. That is a key part of this. As riders, we do not want to hold grudges, okay? I want you to think about, have you ever seen a little person learning to walk for the first time, like a toddler, a baby a toddler, and they kind of, they, they wobble the whole time. And like, it really, it's, it's just this, like, they lose their balance, they fall down, or else they're just too afraid to let go and they keep kind of wobbling, holding on to the thing. But what we, as bigger people, and people who've already mastered this, do is we just keep encouraging we just keep go on you can do and it. it doesn't matter how many times they fall down we say you're brilliant aren't you marvelous look you're after taking three steps there wow like look at you go you're winning hey and we really and truly get behind them we encourage them and yet we don't seem to give the same if you want level of grace or compassion or understanding to either ourselves or our horses when we're riding and I think that it's really important to do that. I actually think that every single mistake your horse makes, it's an opportunity for him to grow and develop, but also for you 
to grow and develop. And one of the ways that you can do that is to simply just make the correction and then just be calm and forget about it. Now, the forgetting about it is the tough part, eh? But I want you to think about this. Have you ever been in a situation where you made a mistake? And you made the mistake and the person corrected you, whoever. The person said, oh, look, it's meant to be like this. But then they wouldn't give you the opportunity to try and, like, do it again. They just, like, kept minding you or hovering, you know, ready for you to even kind of, I don't know, start to make the same mistake again and they jump in. And first of all, it's like very claustrophobic. It's not a nice feeling, but then you begin to resent the person. You're like, okay, well, what was the point in even correcting me if you're not going to allow me the space to go and try and do this again? Okay. You have to allow your horse the space. Your horse's confidence is going to grow. Okay. In himself and in you, if you can simply just correct the mistake and then move on, okay? Now, very often, and this is true, it's like the toddler learning to walk, you're going to have to correct the same mistake over and over and over, okay? But it's really important to do it without judgment and without holding a grudge. You have to be able to do that as a rider. And that is that that giving over the control. And it is mentally, it's hard, eh? It feels uncomfortable. It feels like you're going, oh, he's going to make the big mistake. Let him make it. Who cares? Let him make it, correct it, and move on. That is it. If you can master that as a rider, telling you it will it'll be like night and day for you and your horse it will change everything i promise you okay it is that good okay so i want you to make a commitment today to begin thinking about where am i trying to control everything now you might not be doing this your whole ride okay there might just be elements like maybe the transition from trot to canter you turn into like, I don't know, some sort of like, oh, like hold the whole thing together. And it's almost like you have to canter for the horse just to get him into the canter, okay? I want you to be aware of those things. And I want you to start making the commitment, well, to make the commitment and then to start actually implementing that you are going to allow your horse the space to do this himself. If you would like a free training to help you to kind of help your horse in this situation you can go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free there's a training there that you can use to get the two of you a little bit more on track and together in your riding okay i'm gonna leave it at that have a great week keep well i'll chat to you soon be good bye